Hey guys, welcome back to the Choosing Simple podcast. I'm your host, Amy Fuel, and I'm a homesteading mama, wife, homemaker, and entrepreneur. Today, we are getting into episode two of the Redeeming Your Home for the Holidays series. It is a nine-week series taking us through the beginning of November all the way to the end of December and starting out the new year, where we talk about taking back our homes, our peace, our inspiration, and our purpose as homemakers, as wives, and as women in general. So stay tuned. Make sure you're already subscribed if you haven't subscribed already. And let's get started with episode two of this series. All right, so I am really excited about this series, if you couldn't tell from the first episode. I have had some amazing feedback On the first episode, you guys are amazing. Our women's group is amazing. Everyone messaging me is amazing. You ladies, and maybe there's some men joining us too, but you ladies are seriously encouraging and inspiring me as as a woman and as a homemaker. And I'm hoping that this series does exactly that for you, which I'm finding is going to be exactly that. But... Today we are talking about redeeming our home, specifically called a tidy home, a tidy heart, okay? Because I want to show the connection between a tidy heart and a tidy mind with a tidy home, okay? Now, let me preface this with, (laughs) this is my statement, I'm not talking about lickable floors, Although if you want lickable floors, that's perfectly fine. Like I want lickable floors, but uh, logically that's not going to happen at my house. (laughs) But I do like a clean house. Okay. Now I want to show the connection between the two because believe it or not, when you have clutter and discourse and craziness and uncleanliness, going on in your home that actually does reflect in your heart or it could be a reflection of your heart okay one or the other and then it it also just makes us feel blah like we feel stressed out we feel disconnected we feel overwhelmed and I'm gonna tell you a story about that in a second of my own personal story but um you know I feel like we really need to go through this the second episode, because if we can get our homes in order and get our hearts right, then we can truly redeem our homes and families this holiday season and the rest of this year. So this series isn't just about, um, you know, it's not about cleaning your house. It's, it's actually not about that, but this is a piece of it. Um, this series is here to inspire and encourage you to not pay attention to the craziness in the world right now, but instead to focus on your home, to take back your home, to take back your children. And then by the end of the year, you're going into a new year, rested, satisfied, encouraged, inspired, and feeling more peace than you ever have this year. And so let's get started with episode two, where I'm going to make that connection for you that might set the tone for the rest of the year in your home. All right. So first of all, let me tell you a story about me. 
I grew up in a family where, um, you know, my, my mama wasn't the best housekeeper and she is a collector of things and she still is a collector of things and that's fine. That's her personality. Um, but I didn't, I, I wasn't really made to clean growing up. You know, I wasn't really, I mean, we weren't dirty, but we had a lot of clutter, a lot of junk, you know, um, rooms that you had a pathway through in, in some situations. And, um, anyhow, so I, I marry that I'm coming from that. Now my dad was, was very much, he liked to keep things tidy. And so he did a lot of things around the house. Uh, and my mom did too, but of course they both, they both worked jobs and they took turns anyhow, but just to kind of give you an idea that I was, you know, we cl clutter was there and it was a cluttered life. Um, now I married when I was 18 years old, coming out of a home like that, where I came from a home where, you know, cleanliness was wonderful. Our house was clean. There was, it wasn't dirty. Our house was clean, but it could be cluttered. There were some piles and corners there. There were bedrooms that specifically mom's bedroom <laughs> that was really, really cluttered. Um, and my bedroom was really, really cluttered and, but we were clean. So I'm coming from that and I married a man, the complete opposite. Okay. And also in my household, like I said, my dad also helped all around the house. Um, I married a man whose mother was very much against clutter. Her house was never cluttered. I never saw any clutter. The all oh, I take that back. I did see a closet that was like filled to the top with stuff one time. But her actual home, her living space, never cluttered. Um, very, very, very clean, like sanitized. And he comes from a very long line of of women on both sides of his family that were exceptional, exceptional homemakers and housekeepers. Okay. And to an extent, he was kind of like that when we first got married. And so he had those frustrations with me. Like I was like, if it's clean, it's fine. If there's a clutter pile in the corner, it's because we live here. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's just, it's real life. And so, um, what I didn't realize is that even, even just a few years ago, this still stressed me out. Like I, I felt like I never had time to clean to a standard that I had put on myself. And so, you know, and there's other things there. Like I, I have a job, I work. And so I, I do have less time in my day to, to clean. And, but my job also goes along with homemaking. You know, I have an income that I bring in for my family so anyhow, sure, I use that as an excuse sometimes, but anyhow, so I had apparently put this stressful expectation on myself and I started the Homestead Homemaking series a few years ago where I was trying to keep my house in order. And for a long time there, I did because I had the accountability of showing everything on video. A lot of you joining me for this podcast were part of that YouTube series called Homestead Homemaking. Um, it, it kind of died off because I just didn't have time to keep up with it. And so my house kind of went to the wayside again. You know, again, it was clean, but there was clutter. And guys, I live in like an 896 square foot house. So it's not a huge house to begin with. And it, and you know, our family is growing. So we accumulate more stuff. So anyhow, I had, um, I'd gone to the eye doctor, uh, maybe, 
well, right before I got pregnant with my, my last son. So it's been about three years ago now. And when I went, I sat down in the chair and he was looking in my eyes and uh, he's like, what do you do for a living? And I, and I told him, you know, I'm an author, I, I blog, I make YouTube videos. And he's like, hmm, no, that's not it. And I'm like, what? He goes, well, because he was looking at my eyes while he was asking me these questions. He's like, you're stressed out. <laughs> I'm like, I laughed. I'm like, I'm not stressed out. Like, I don't stress. I'm not a stressful person. I'm a roll with the punches type of girl. Like, I don't stress. I get overwhelmed, but I don't stress. And he's like, well, I, I'm telling you right now, you're stressed out about something. So maybe you need to think about it on your way home because it's, it's showing in your eyes. He's like, I don't see eyes like this in normal, average, everyday people. He's like, I see stress out eyes like this in people who have really stressful jobs, like government jobs. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I laugh because <laughs> that's horrible, right? Like that's horrible. And so I'm driving home and I'm like, I just don't, I can't think of anything like that. I would be stressed out like that about when I got home. I walked through the front door and my living room was a total disaster. Like it was bad, 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 bad. Like I couldn't see the floor because of the toys and the shoes. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is like the shoes laying in the middle of the floor. And, um, there was mud, you know, it's just from people for throwing their boots around and it made me mad. Like I had just cleaned the night before and here was this, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> there it is. There's the stress. But it wasn't necessarily the debacle of craziness going on in the living room. It was a couple different things. I had the stress of look at this mess that everyone made. I didn't make it. Look at this mess that I have to clean up right? That was my first thing. Like, and that's a mindset we have ladies that we need to get rid of because we need to make our kids clean up their messes. And we also need to kind of let our husbands know that they need to clean up their messes too, right? Cleaning up people's junk isn't part of homemaking. That's enabling them to be slobs. And I will always say that, okay? Um, homemaking is technically not about that. Yeah, it is about cleaning the house, but it's not about enabling your family to be sluggards. The Bible calls them sluggards, people who are lazy, people who don't take um, control of their own issues, right? So I had taken on, okay, this is my job because this is how my husband grew up, right? And I've got to take this on now. I've got to clean this mess up. I, on top of cleaning the actual house, like cleaning up little stuff, spills and dirt on the floor, you know, things like that. And that was the first thought, you know, the second thought was, this is, this need, how do I fix this? Like, why is this my job? <laughs> you know, and I think that's, those are questions that a lot of women ask, like, I didn't make this mess. So why am I cleaning it up with, with the exception of like toddlers and, and little babies and even toddlers can obviously be taught to clean their messes up, but there's a training period. I'm not talking about the training period for children. Um, you know, and so 
as I dove into the Bible over the, the course of the, the last three years, you know, that stress has slowly gone away. You know, I've shared with my family, Hey guys, this isn't my job. You know, you, you are responsible for cleaning up after yourself. And I will remind them and that's not nagging. Um, and that's something I had to get through my mind as well. Like that's not nagging. That's truly like, Hey, did you forget to put your shoes in the closet? Hey, did you see the mud you brought in on your shoes? Maybe you could clean that up for me, no matter who it is. Okay. And if your family has a problem with that, it's probably because in there, they've been taught that way. Like you've taught your kids that way because you didn't know any better or your, your spouse was brought up that way because his parents didn't know any better or he didn't know any better. And so there's a training process. And if they're not okay with that, that's fine. Um, you know, it's kind of like teaching an old dog new tricks, but that doesn't mean you keep giving in to them. Okay. So that's the first thing. Now I'm not including stuff like, you know, your husband's laundry. You know, if you're home during the day and laundry is your thing, then, you know, that's something you need to do. That's something I really lack in sometimes. Um, but I'm talking about like, you, you get it. I think you get it. I don't have to like spend a whole bunch of time going in depth in this. Okay. So I realized that my stress was coming from expectations and it was also coming from a reflection of my own heart because I am a clutter bug as well. Sometimes I'm not as bad as my, my husband, but, um, I found that I was slacking in tidiness because of my own heart. Number one, because of expectations that were unrealistic, but number two, because I had a very disorganized life in general. Uh, my schedule was all over the place. My priorities were all over the place. And so with a cluttered heart and a cluttered day and a cluttered schedule that reflected into my home. Okay. So now that I knew that, what am I going to do with it? You know, I feel like that, that is something we don't want to deal with. We don't want to admit that we have maybe some heart issues Okay. Heart issues that can cause us to be lazy, can cause us to not have priorities in order, can cause us to be disorganized. And the sad part is that all of that causes an untidy home. And then the untidy home causes us stress, right? So how do we remedy that? I want to go through a couple scriptures with you and then I'm going to tell you how I've been remedying it because I think that if we can get our homes in order and we can get our hearts in order, like I said, it's really going to help us get rid of that one extra stress, that one extra overwhelm and help set the tone for the rest of the year in our homes. Because when we're overwhelmed and we're stressed out, our family can sense that our family becomes overwhelmed and stressed out and it's just this vicious cycle. Okay, so the first verse I want to direct you to is Psalm 51.10. It's the verse that I'm going to start with because it kind of explains everything. It, it, it explains what our prayer should be. And Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Sometimes you feel like you've lost your steadfastness, right? And normally... That means that our heart isn't clean. Ouch, ouch, that one hurts, right? 
because read the scripture again with me, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So when we break that down, a clean heart and a steadfast spirit go together hand in hand. And so I want that to continuously be your prayer because think about it. If your heart isn't clean and your home is disorganized as a repercussion of that, you've also lost your steadfastness in him and in life. So that's the first thing. All right. The second thing, the second verse is Proverbs 4:23. And it says, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life." We all have some issues, right? Like I was saying, we're stressed out, we're disorganized, we're not prioritizing our times. We might have our focus away from the home, right? We might be thinking about that next paycheck or we might be thinking about um, a party or a night out with with friends or, um, you know, sinful things, sinful things that might fill your life, right? And this proverb says to keep your heart with all diligence. So you have to diligently keep your heart. You have to diligently try to find your steadfastness in him. Because out of your heart springs the issues of life. And guess what? That heart is going to vomit all over your house. (laughs) It's going to vomit disorganization and chaos and stress and overwhelm and dirty, dirty clothes, dirty shoes, dirty toys. That is the repercussion of having a non-diligent heart, a non-steadfast heart, and a non-clean and unclean heart. So let's dive into Titus 2 real quick. Titus, I love Titus. We always talk about the Titus woman. So this is Titus 2 verses four through, verses 3 through 5, sorry. And it says, The aged women likewise, that they may be in behavior as becometh holiness. So that they may be holy, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God would not be blasphemed. Okay, so I'm not going to dive into the whole women be submissive to your husbands, husbands be submissive, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're not going into submissiveness today. We're not talking about that. But I think we get a good idea of the Titus woman. It, 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 Titus And Titus is talking about older women. You are to be teaching holiness. You are to be holy. You are not to be a false accuser. You should not be drinking all day long, ladies. Sorry. Too much wine is a bad thing. And you should be a teacher of a good thing, okay? So that you can teach younger women. Or if there's older women in your life, they should be teaching you to be sober, to love your husband, to love your children, to be discreet and chaste, to be keepers at home and good and obedient to your husbands and God. Okay. Now when it says obedient, women are kind of like, wait, what, (laughs) what? And, and that's just another way to be say, to be submissive. Um, and submissiveness as we know goes both ways. Again, we're not going to get in that discussion today. But I want to focus more on where this verse says to be keepers of the home, to love your children, to love your husbands, okay, and to be holy. And it kind of goes along with Proverbs 14.1 that says the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman pulls it down with her hands. How many times 
have we in our own homes just looked at the clutter and looked at the untidiness and just ignored it, right? Again, guys, there's a difference between being clean and unclean. A clean home is what I strive for uh, as long as I can walk through the house and there's, you know, I'm not tripping over things every five minutes. That's a tidy house. Having a little bit of clutter in a corner or, you know, a little bit of clutter in a bedroom is really okay. It's not the end of the world. But there is something to be said of keeping a home organized. And it's not just about cleaning. It's about keeping your family organized as well. It's about keeping your family tidy. It's about loving your children through everything, loving your spouse through everything. How many times have you looked at your house and said, oh my gosh, you guys are just slobs. And you know, the truth is they probably are. But how can we love our husbands and our children through that time as well? And how can we teach them during that time a better way to do what it is we want them to do in the home? And so this homemaking, this tidiness, isn't just a physical thing. It is very much a spiritual thing. And when our hearts aren't right and our mindsets aren't right, we have an untidy home. But when our hearts are right, when our heart's focus is loving our spouse, loving our children, and loving God, and we pray that that prayer, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me, that should be our prayer every single morning. Because once our hearts are right, then our home becomes right. The tidiness starts coming naturally. The cleanliness starts coming naturally. And we need some motivation, right? So one of the biggest motivations is just seeing a clean house, right? So uh, about a week after that, that stressful moment I was telling you about where I went to the eye doctor, uh, I really started purging and kind of getting rid of stuff that I didn't need. And I think that's where every homemaker needs to start. Just like we purge things from our life, we purge people, we purge emotions, we purge uh, just stuff that we don't need. That's where we need to start. We need to start doing that in our lives. Purge the things that are time suckers, like social media, and I have a podcast on that from a few weeks ago. Uh, Purging those things and prioritizing those things it's going to help us tidy and prioritize our homes. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is to to transfer that into your home. If you haven't used something in two years, get rid of it. Don't even think about it. Get rid of it. Throw it out. And, you know, the donation thing is really nice. Like, if you are somebody who can donate stuff, go right ahead. But I will tell you, with 2020 being a crazy year, a lot of places won't take donations anymore. And honestly, for me, if I'm getting rid of something, um, I just need to throw it in the trash can outside because otherwise, if I have a donation bag, it's going to sit in my car for a year or it's going to sit in a corner of my house for a year. It's okay to throw away stuff. I think we all need to hear that. Okay, let's repeat that. It's okay to throw away stuff. We live in a country that is so consumer driven that that product that we're throwing away is replaceable. 
you know, we, there is just so much stuff that people can find it somewhere else if they need it. And that's the thing. So if you're a person who is disciplined enough to take donations somewhere, then yes, please donate them. If you are not disciplined enough, like I know that I'm not disciplined enough. I don't, I don't think about donating stuff because I, I'm just not on the road a lot. Then, um, just throw it away. Okay. So I just want you to be okay with that. Okay. (laughs) Um, and then as you start purging through your home, you really start seeing a difference and start making a conscious decision when you get up every morning to pray your Psalm 5110 prayer about having a clean heart and steadfast spirit automatically right then and there, start, start your day. If you can prioritize your home and clean your home and then do all the rest of the stuff that you have to do after that, it will be liberating. There's so much freedom in that. Now, yeah, the house is going to get dirty, especially if you have 20 kids, right? But it, it sets the tone in your home for the whole day. So I would really encourage you to do that. Um, and then it's important to give yourself some grace. So a few weeks after I had this stressful moment at the eye doctor, I had purged. I had started cleaning my home, even if it was just keeping the immediate areas clean, just the living room, the dining room. I have a dining room kitchen uh, combination, the bathroom and the hallway. If those areas, I set those areas, these areas have to stay clean at all times. And if I could could keep those areas clean at all times, I didn't really care what the bedrooms looked like. It was liberating. It was freeing. I would walk in from going somewhere and look at my house and it was clean, right? I want it to be so clean that if Jesus is coming, he'll be like, oh, hey, Amy, your house is really nice. We, and we talk about Mary and Martha. And, and I do want to touch on that real quick, too. We're going to touch on that really quick in the part two of this episode. I'll be right back after this word from one of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to part two of our podcast. All right. So I want to talk about Mary and Martha real quick. And then um, we are going to end this, this episode because I've gone a little bit longer than I wanted to. But, you know, the story of Mary and Martha, I actually have, you might hear my little mouse clicking on my uh, computer here as I try to bring a, f- a few things up. Um, Mary and Martha, we know this story, right? We know the story where one is a really good homemaker and tidy person and the other is, is more concerned about Jesus being in the home, right? Um, and so in, in the story of Mary and Martha, and I actually have a blog post that I'm going to link in the description of this. I actually did an entire video on this once before uh, about homemaker guilt. We see one woman so concerned about Jesus being there um, that she's busy with food and dishes and, and, and tidying up, right? Having the place look really, really amazing for him. But then we have the other woman who she decided that she's just going to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. 
And so imagine, imagine how that made the other one feel. But did you know that we can be both of those women? We can prioritize our homes and equally prioritize our time with Jesus. I want you to understand that there is purpose in homemaking. I read a thing a few weeks ago that said, why is it that women never, or, or very rarely, Deborah did, but why is it that women very rarely have to go find God in the wilderness? It's always men who have to go find God in the wilderness. While God or angels always come to women in the Bible. And as we start thinking about that, men, you know, men were, were providers, they were warriors, they were, uh, they were loved greatly by God for those characteristics. But women were regarded as, as humble and homemakers and child, child raisers, and they were busy with the home. The home where the next generation of little boys, of, of men, are raised and, and women are raised, which is such a purpose in and of itself. And if you don't have children, even keeping the home tidy and organized and in order spiritually is a, is a major task. And so we can equally be a busy bee and equally be sitting at the feet of Jesus, even in our tasks during the day. Because God often meets us women where we are. In fact, he meets everyone where they are. But especially when we begin to see that our homemaking purpose is a much bigger purpose than we may have ever realized. One of the biggest things that Satan loves to attack is the home. We can see that in America's politics and social life. Um, The things that we have accepted, the things that we call truths that are not, or that they're things that we call good that are not good. And the Bible talks about the two things that are bad will be called good and good will be called bad. And we see that happening, especially in our country right now. Satan's biggest attack is the home. If he can divide the family unit in every way possible, then he has done exactly what he needs to do. Because then we have children that come from broken homes. We have children that never got to see Jesus in parents. We have moms and dads who have bitterness against their spouse. We have spouses who don't believe that reconciliation and redemption can actually happen. And so your purpose and your motivation to keep a tidy home and to keep your own heart tidy is so that you can be Jesus to your family, to your children, to your spouse. And so that your home reflects that to the world, to every person who enters your home, 
to every heart that hears what you have to say about your spouse or your children. And we all fail at this greatly. We do. We have our moments. We're human, right? But when we're intentional, when we wake up every morning and we want our hearts to be changed and we ask God to search us, to search our hearts and our minds and to then create and renew a steadfast spirit in us to get us through our tasks, to knead that bread, to wash those clothes, to teach those children, to love our husbands because we have to make that conscious decision every day to love our spouses because sometimes we don't like them very much, right? When we do those things, we are being the hands and feet of Jesus and we are, we are being met by a savior who says, well done, good and faithful servant. This is all I needed from you. This was your only job and you accomplished it. And I'm pleased. So as you go about your days this week, as you challenge yourself, and we hope that we challenge you in these podcasts and and posts in the Homestead Homemaking for Christian Women group on Facebook, try to meet Jesus in those moments. When you're scrubbing the the toilet seat (laughs) or when you're wiping up, you know, mud, even in the mundane tasks, and this will happen, we'll go over this in a future episode, even in the mundane mundane tasks, God is there because your purpose as a homemaker is more than just cleaning up mud and changing diapers and keeping the dishes clean. The heart of the homemaker is what really matters makes a difference. You are the tone setter to your home and ultimately to the life of everyone in your home. And that's a very big task, but it's a very possible task. And it all starts with our hearts and our motivation and our steadfastness in Christ. Thanks for joining me for this episode, for this series. I hope that you found motivation and inspiration and encouragement during this episode. Hey, don't stress about it. Don't stress about, about the, the disorganization and the untidiness and the, and the crazy. Listen, your home can look lived in. I, I was talking to my friend about this this week and, I, you know, we both said we like a clean home but we want a lived in home. I like to go to somebody's house and not be afraid if my kid touches their wall, (laughs) you know? Um, I want, I want to, I want real life, a clean life, but a real life. But I also want some organization so that my life is a little bit less stressful. That's all we're striving for. That's all we really want. That's all we're really required of. So I hope you like this episode. I hope it inspires you and encourages you. And hey, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave me a review if you enjoyed this episode or any episodes that you've listened to. Be sure to share with a lady friend of yours as we go through this series, whether it's on social media or in person. And make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. Until next week, and I think next week we actually have a guest. Hmm, let me look here. All right, join us next week for the Redeeming Your Home for the Holidays series. Until then, happy homesteading and happy homemaking, and don't forget to choose simple.